show that comes to you bi-weekly that teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. I'm your host Tim and with me is the lovable dummy himself. His name is Dr. Lufenstein. What is up, Nashroom? Not much, man. Fuck, take a breath, cuz. <laughs> I'm excited. You're excited? I'm here. We're talking about horror movies. I get excited about that. I get a little stiffy. I know, and I heard you the whole time, which is something magical, but... <laughs> um yeah awesome that's good but how are you going are you all right me um yeah i guess like the whole lockdown is balls but i don't know let's not talk about that let's fucking talk about horror movies and shit yeah you know what i i was gonna start this episode by like just discussing the the covid thing but yeah i think people listen to the show to get away from that bullshit so yeah so if you're somewhere where it's like not kicking off good for you if you're somewhere where it is kicking off, that fucking sucks too. But hey, we're all watching movies either way. Yeah. Hey, if you are somewhere where you can leave your house and go to the cinemas and go to water parks and stuff Savor like that. Savor it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's telling them to enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, Actually, hate, hate's a good one too, I guess. I mean, I don't hate you. I, I envy you is probably the correct way I should put it. Yeah. Um, you, you know what the worst part, and I know we're getting into the COVID talk, but this kind of fits into the horror movie talk as well. Yeah. The worst part, and the, the, the thing that bothers me the most, is we've just, our lockdown here in New South Wales, Australia, has been extended for another month now, which means we are definitely going to miss Candyman on the big screen. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of that. I really wanted oh, to do the Candyman episode. So did I. So did I. Uh, so I think by the time it comes out, it's going to be already on VOD. Um, so it's going to be one of those movies where we watch it home. Now I'm getting worried that we're not going to be able to see Halloween Kills on the big screen either. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you know, maybe. You know what? You know what? I'm going to what? stab you in the heart with this next thing I'm going to say. Okay. We probably won't go to the cinemas for the rest of this year. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. It's like one of my two leaving the house activities. <laughs> Cinemas and for gobbies. <laughs> I can't better? do either. What's better? Gobbies at the cinemas. Oh, combining the two. Yeah. You're a genius. Yeah. It's like uh, putting the Maltesers in the popcorn kind of thing, but <laughs> coming in a bird's mouth. But yeah. Do you put the hole in the popcorn box? No. Why? Because I don't want my dick all buttery. <laughs> Scott Crawford does that. 
He does do that. <laughs> and just hearing about Scott Crawford gives me a Scott Crawford. But like- oh. Hearing you talk about Scott Crawford and then having a Scott Crawford gives me a Scott Crawford. Oh, you're giving me a raging clue right now. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to say that. Well, this show's off to a good start. Yes. Um, okay, so let's continue. So welcome to Horror for Dummies, the Hi. show that provides the funny while teaching the dummy and maybe yourself something about the films you love. I'm dumb, you might be. <laughs> Welcome to episode 167. On this episode, we are celebrating one of our awesome patrons, Alan Bernston. And hey, Alan, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, but you know this show and you know me and you know that I suck at pronunciation. Yep. So, I don't know, maybe that's a funny thing if I'm mispronouncing your name, but Alan, Alan is a special kind of guy. He's a Patreon with us and because he's a Patreon, he gets to decide what uh, movie we're reviewing or what theme and he's decided for us to talk about creepy kids not that i already don't have enough of those so uh, thank you dirty burrito um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said we decided to review the movie orphan on this episode and i'm really glad alan picked this theme for us because i've wanted to watch orphan for a long time like the past two years i've been Kind of wanting to re-watch this movie because this is only the second time that I've seen this movie. <gasps> what a twist. Yes. Thank you, M. Night. Um, it's okay. I'm so- old. <laughs> Get it? Because he's old? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? I haven't seen it either because cinemas are fucking closed. I hear true. <laughs> well, that's our not review of old. <laughs> By all, you know what's funny? I, I've heard the most mixed reactions. I've heard some people hate it, some people love it, so I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll find out what episode, maybe. I don't know. Yep. Is it next, horror? Next year. That's another thing. I've heard people saying it is. I've heard people saying it isn't, so... Yeah. We, we can't even be part of the fucking conversation now, can we? <laughs> I know. Join us, join us March 2022, where we review old, which <laughs> yeah. will be old by then. Huh? Huh? Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we will be talking about the movie Orphan on this episode, but beyond that, we are on our raw review. We're going to be looking at the French Netflix film The Swarm. Geese. But yeah, that's that's basically the show. In, in <laughs> yeah, a nutshell. and then we finish the show. Yep, and then we say goodbyes. And then you get on with your fucking life. Oh, oh, no, but before we do that, we usually ask a question. A question? So, we asked a question last time. Yeah. So, did you want to, did you want to hear the answers for that question? No, we'll just skip it. But, but it's, what person do you want reincarnated? Fine. Okay, cool. an interesting question. It is. All right, question of the week. Question of the week. Le question of the week. See how I spoke French there? Oh, in, he's, in, in he's relation. tying it all in. <laughs> yeah, very good. There you go. Um, okay, question of the week for last time was, if you could reanimate any famous person, who, who would it be? So, speaking about Mr. Sensational, Alan Bernston, mm. our Patreon of the week. Oh, yeah, I know He said... I mean, like, you know, not actually know him, but... You know him on paper. Yeah. 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 Well, on the, on the screens. Yeah, same thing. I mean, oh, did we, we don't print out anything, do we? No. 
Oh uh, yeah, no. well just the screen then. We're we're tree conscious. Yeah, totally. Anyway, all right. So Alan Bernstein says, "Sid Haig, love me some Captain Spaulding." Oh, nice. I yeah, can believe that about Sid Haig. It's a bummer. I know, I know. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> thanks, damn Alan. it, <laughs> thanks, Alan. <laughs> Make us sad. <laughs> uh, we have Samantha Day. She yep. said, um, "Tim Davis, your voice makes me quiver," but also Heath Ledger. No, I'm good. <laughs> What? Oh, that's right. You hate Heath Ledger. Yeah, I don't like that. him. Why? What is your problem with Heath Ledger? I like his stupid rat face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just don't like him. Fair enough. I completely forgot you hate Heath Ledger. Even the Joker? That was good. <laughs> you said Look, Heath Ledger's he, good. He does some okay things, but most of his stuff is fucking hot trash. What about Two Hands? I haven't seen Two Hands. You would love it. It's filmed like where you used to live. In the crows. Yes. Or at mum's house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's filmed at your mum's house. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, All right. We have Marcy Papandria. Mm. She says, Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I would love to see the real queen live. Hell yeah. Uh, We have another Alan. Alan! Alan Chacha. Oh, man. He, he just posted a gif of Lemmy. Yeah, that's fair. That's a really fucking cool oh, gif. I'm just- so bummed I didn't see him at the end more that time. Wait, do, you did see Lemmy? No, I didn't. It was just Blinky and stuff, right? I was there. You were there? I've seen Motorhead like three times live. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> that's like it one was- one you have on me. Really? Wow. Yeah. I thought oh wow, I thought for sure I was, you would have seen them. I think um I just I just didn't get a ticket in time and it fucking sold out and then and then there was like second or third shows or some shit, but no one everyone was going to the first show. So yeah. I was like, Am I gonna murder by myself? They were really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you know who, do you know who was really good too? Who? Opening up opening up was uh, Rose Tattoo. Oh fuck. And Angry Anderson was so fucking drunk that he <laughs> fell off the stage and three security guards. And this dude's only like four foot nine. He's not, he's tiny. Yeah, Angry, yeah. And three, three security guards basically had to pick him up and roll him back <laughs> on stage because he couldn't stand up. That's amazing. But he still killed it. Like, he still sung. It Fuck was fucking it. Well, mad. he's been doing it for like a bajillion years. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to Road Tattoo for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have Alison Mae Ferguson. She says Robin Williams and oh. Steve and Steve Irwin. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah. No, I've got about Steve Irwin too. Damn it, St- Steve Irwin's another guy that I forget is dead. <laughs> you know what? I've been I've been thinking about doing like a whole, like going back to like the start of Robin Williams like filmography and just like. Watching every Robin Williams movie. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I've been thinking about doing the same, except with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice. Pretty much the same dude. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Almost identical. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we have Rye Guy, who says, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jeff Healy, yeah, and dude. Elvis Presley. Jeff Healy. Who is Jeff Healy? I don't know. It sounds familiar. I'm probably going to fucking kick myself. Yeah. It sounds like someone that you would like. How do you spell it? 
H-E-A-L-E-Y. Oh, Maybe okay. I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> no, no, I think it's Healy. Um, he was a, an American or a Canadian jazz guitarist. Right, okay. I'm yeah. sorry I don't know my Canadian guitarists. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good, man. Like, Stevie Ray Vaughan was a good one, though. Mm. I'm guessing Rye Guy is a guitar guy. Mm. Oh, that's why he's got three guitar emojis on the comment. That makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> um, Darren Wilson says, Joe Strummer. Yeah, dude. Who is Joe Strummer? Joe Strummer's the main I- dude from The Clash. Oh, okay. I knew the name, but I just I knew he was a musician, but I had no idea what from. Yeah, Joe Strummer was sick. He died so long ago. Okay. Um, Samantha Day mm-hmm. comes in again. You're says- allowed to do that twice, Sam. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Don't read it. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry. This one's for Dan, her husband, Dan. Oh, okay. Uh, he says Dimebag, Daryl. Lucky. But yeah, um, totally Shane- Dimebag. Yeah. Shane Lamont says Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah, dude. Daryl Hook just just has a gif uh, with Stan Lee, and it, and it says, don't make me come down there, punk. <laughs> So Stanley, Stan I always wanted um, to like go to like a comic con and meet him. Well, you can't. I know because unless he's he dead. gets reanimated. Oh yeah, he might get reanimated. Celsius. <laughs> uh, Pat Yee just has a, an emoji of Stone Cold, and fuck you, Pat Yee. Don't you jinx it? Stone Cold's still alive. <laughs> Did you kill Stone Cold, Pat? Yeah. Um, Ginger Jones says Jesus because I've got so many fucking questions here, and he has some explaining to do. He already did it once. Just leave him alone. <laughs> That's good. And Thank lastly, uh, we have Zim Vader, yes. our friend Zim. And he crushes my heart when he says, Judith Barsi, you oh. motherfucker. Who that? <sighs> Ju- Judith Barsi is the little girl from Jaws of Revenge. And she also is the voice of Ducky from Land Before Time. Oh, shit. That's a rough one. Yeah. What yeah. happened to her? Her father murdered her. Oh, well, he probably had a good reason. <laughs> Fuck you. That's, that's, wow. Put your fucking toys away next time. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. That's massive punching down. No, that's fucked up. All right. Zim continues and goes, um, I'm just going to collect some bodies and make my own human to reanimate. I'll start with Marilyn Monroe's torso. Yeah. Then Gunnar Hansen's arms. Mm-hmm. Sid Haig's hands. <laughs> yep. Cliff, Cliff Burton's fingers. <laughs> so Anthony Perkins. The head doesn't even the whole head, just the palms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anthony Perkins' shoulders. Okay. Uh, Elvis's hips. Oh. Robert Shaw's legs. Robert Shaw. How dare you don't know Robert Shaw? I know he's who Quint Robert Shaw George. is. Oh, yeah. Why his legs? Because he's got. He's got it's got sea legs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Steve Dash's feet. Who's Steve Dash? Oh, I know who Steve Dash is. I know who Steve... Steve Dash is. And he would be uh, an American actor and stunt double from New York City. Cool. Uh, and um- he was known... For his role as stunt double for the serial killer, Jason Voorhees. 
from Friday the 13th part 2. Oh my fucking god. I'm a fucking dumbass. Yeah, you are. Once I read what it was, oh, wow. I was like I was like Tim should know this dude. Fuck, I feel so fucking dumb right now. Because there's uh, okay, here's He's the problem. He's also known as Steve Daskowitz. <sighs> he okay. Fuck me. He, Zim's gonna fucking eat me alive now. Yeah, he the, will. The, I don't think the, if anyone will. Zim. The problem <laughs> I'll make problem- you into a pizza. <laughs> yeah, fuck you all too. The problem with that is is Friday the 13th Part 2 mm. had um two Jason, two people playing Jason. Yeah. And you had Steve Dash who played Jason, but all the credit goes to the other guy, Warren Gillette. Warrington Gillette, who who played the unmasked Jason. So that's why I just slipped my mind. I know Steve Dash, he fucking I, I was friends with him on Facebook, too. This makes it so much worse. Fuck, who's the horror dummy now? I know, right? How oh, the turntables wow. have turntabled. <laughs> anyway, okay, so you want Steve Dash's feet. I get it. Yeah, that Jason could run. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's head? Nice. Why? I'm sorry, but he was not that attractive. <laughs> I like it. He looked like Fat Ryan Dunn. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Johnny Cash's mouth. Oh, yeah. Yep. Freddie Mercury's teeth. Really? <laughs> you can jam him in there. <laughs> Roy Scheider's ears. <laughs> okay. Uh, Donald Pleasant's eyes. <laughs> Wes Craven's giant forehead. Um, Keith Flint's hair. Steve Irwin's heart. David Bowie's penis. And Lemmy's balls. Nice. What a human. Yeah, that's that's a big fucking huge. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, that is everyone. Thank you so much for getting your answers to us that time. On to this week's question, and this one's simple, but I want to know. Now, we did have a question a few weeks ago, I think it was, which is, what is your favorite creepy kids movie? Yeah. This time, I'm asking, who is the creepiest child in horror? In a horror? Now, before... Luffy answers, I'm just going to quickly butt in and just say, I'm not going to answer because um, I'm doing over on Patreon a Tim's Top 10 episode of Top 10 Creepiest Kids. Oh. So I'll save my uh, answer for that. If you want to, if you're a Patreon, you'll hear my thoughts then. Yeah. But Luffy, any thoughts on you? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is like Damien or... um. What's the face from The Exorcist? Reagan. Reagan. Um, but I'm sure there's fucking better answers than that, man. They're, they're good answers. Like, you got, like, Gage from Pet Cemetery. You got Toshio from The Grudge. Mm. There's, 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 there's even, even, um, Esther from Orphan. Yeah. Or, um, I don't want to spoil. But yeah, um, like, Isaac from Children of the Corn, which you haven't seen, so... I want to watch it. I hope Corn do the soundtrack for that. I'm going to be disappointed <laughs> if they don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it came out in 84, so... Well, they could have waited. <laughs> um, All right. Or maybe Ringu Girl, man. Like, the the ring chick. Is she, was yeah. she a kid? Um, yeah. Like, some, you, Samara you... or whatever? So, some... Um... Is it Samara? Some, Samara? Samara is the um, the American version. Yeah. 
Um, Sudoku is the Japanese. Yeah, but they they get really hard. Um, Sudoku's. I fucking I hate you. <laughs> Sadako. Fuck, I'm I'm pronouncing it. Oh my god, I'm on a roll tonight. It's Sadako. What, what was I saying? <laughs> you Sudoku. said Sudoku. That's it's those Sadako. little like fucking square puzzles where you fill in one to nine. Yes, I know. Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna be pulverized. I'm yeah, I mean, Sudoku. like, I mean, if you chuck a Sudoku in front of me, and I'm like, don't really know how to do it. It's a bit scary, I guess. But, uh, and you know what? It's been a fucking big week, all right? We've got a lot to worry about here in Australia, so that's all right, cut me champ. some slack. You going all right, mate? You doing okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you're a little bloody champion, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Let's get on to the movie. We're going over to feature presentation now. We're going to be talking about the movie Orphan, courtesy of Alan Bernston. Thank you so much, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Feature presentation. And now, for our feature presentation. We were seeing kids for the first time this weekend. I'm ready to adopt. Adopting an older child is not an easy decision. My name is Esther. Why aren't you down at the party? I've never really seen the point of it. I guess I'm different. There's nothing wrong with being different, you know. This is an extraordinary little girl. She's very mature for her age. You seem to have made quite a connection. Is this your house? It's your home, too. You're just as much part of this family as Danny and Max. It's a pleasure to meet you. This is our new student, and I'd like you all to make her feel very welcome today. Oh, look. Little Bo Peep talks me. She wants her outfit back. <laughs> Esther, what are you doing? Something's happening to cause Esther to feel this way. I think there's something wrong with Esther. We need to know what we're dealing with. Trouble does have a way of finding her. What kind of trouble? My name is Dr. Varava. I'm calling from the Sarn Institute. I don't understand. How can they have no record of her being there? There has to be some explanation. The orphanage has never heard of her. I don't think Mommy likes me very much. It must be hard to love an adopted child as much as your own. I love you, Daddy. I can't do it anymore. I have a surprise for you, Mommy. What are you doing? What did you do? That's the story. That's the glory of love. Esther? Esther. Orphan from 2009. Before we jump into it, uh, Luffy just uh, made me realize that yeah. I haven't told everyone here that this is a complete spoiler-filled show. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Orphan, maybe like pause this episode now, go watch it, then come back because we're going to tell you the twist. Yeah, definitely. Like, Straight up. So 
if you... <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just going to say it. <laughs> Give You've them been a warned. Second. You've been warned. Yeah. So, yeah, if you don't know she's a kid... Oh, wait. Fucked it up. <laughs> you fucked it up. If you didn't yeah, know Bruce Willis is dead at the end of this, is that a different movie? Um, what movie did I watch? <laughs> oh, fucking it turns out so, it was Locusts. That, that's later on. Oh, oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Orphan from 2009, this one comes in at a staggering 7.0 out of. Um, 10 on IMDb, on IMDb. Yeah. and it stars Vera Farmiga as Kate Peter Sarsgaard as John Isabel Furman as Esther um, CCH Pounder who sounds like a McDonald's burger <laughs> as Sister Abigail we'll take a large CCH Pounder please <laughs> and Jimmy Bennett as Daniel mm-hmm. and that's me Ariana Engineer as Max. That's a little girl. And like yeah. heaps of other people that I'm not really going to mention. Yeah, um, this is directed by Hume Colette Serra. And I'm probably mispronouncing that, but you know what? I don't care. And he's done other movies or other things such as House of Wax. Oh, he's Spanish. Um, he directed Jungle Cruise, the new rock movie. Oh, how's that? Uh, you can go listen to Kaboom if you want my thoughts on that. Oh. <laughs> um, he produ- he was a producer on the movie The Shallows, which I love because it's, you know... Blake sharks. Lively shark movie? Yes, that's the one. Nice. Where you get to see Blake Lively's body and sharks. Yeah. And it's he's like done Gossip other- Girl, but with sharks. Yeah. I-, I don't know. I haven't seen Gossip Girl. So <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Bits of it. Oh, he's directing Black Adam too, which will be good. Ah, okay, so he likes The Rock. Mm -hmm. So, the story of this is, a husband and wife who recently lost their baby adopt a nine-year-old girl who is not nearly as innocent as she appears. Mm. There's that for you, Luffy. All right, so, often, before we jump into our thoughts, I just want to let you know how this movie got made and all the things behind it. So, cameras and shit. Yeah. Actors. Someone writing it down. Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. So, Orphan was released theatrically in the United States on July 24th, 2009 by Warner Brother Pictures. Yep. The film received mixed reviews from critics who praised its dark humor, scares, and Furman's performance as Esther, but critic, critic, critics, <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> criticized its formulaic screenplay. The film grossed $78 million worldwide against the $20 million budget. Hey, made money. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you said that this movie was written. Hold your horses there, Sonny Jim. Was this because... entire movie ad-libbed or something? Yep. <laughs> they just came together like, wow, you guys are geniuses. It's like, hey, all right. So, like, we'll get a suggestion from the audience. What if the kid's like an adult? And then they just went from there. Yeah. Are you reading my fucking notes? Yeah, I must be. <laughs> no, so apparently... And this, this This is a true story. Okay. What, what <laughs> the, the movie's a true story? Yes. Fuck up. Yeah. No, it's not. So, yes, it is. 
No. Acor- according to internet, which is always true. <laughs> yeah. So, believe it or not, Orphan is actually based on a true story. The case of Barbara Skrilova okay. was a national news story when 13-year-old Adam, an adopted boy in Norway, went missing and it was discovered that he was actually a 33-year-old Czechist Republic woman. Skrilova <laughs> committed her first crimes in the Czechist Republic where she came to live with two sisters, Clara and Katarina Murova, and Clara's two children. Clara had significant mental illness, a lot of it due to her separation from her child, her children's father. Because of this, Sklova was able to more easily manipulate her. Um, she began controlling and manipulating the family, pretending that Clara's two sisters, Odrinj and Jakob, were yeah. breaking things and misbehaving, and then convincing the sisters to administer increasingly violent punishments against them for the boys' imagined mistakes. Eventually, Skrova was convinced the sisters to lock the boys in the basement and deprive them of food. Take that, stinky boys. <laughs> when a neighbor alerted the police to, uh, to potentially abuse in the household, the two sisters were arrested, but Skrova escaped pretending to be a child. That's hectic. It is. But it's also another story. It's not really the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but I think they got the basis of that from that story. But hear hear, hear this. Check this out, right? After the film's release in 2009, it spawned another incident 10 years later in which an Indiana couple, Christine and Michael Barnett, were well-versed in raising children with special needs. Yeah. In 2010, they adopted a six-year-old... Yeah, my brothers and sisters, not me. In 2010, Sorry, other Davises. It's not what I meant. I just meant him. Them. <laughs> In 2010, they adopted six-year-old Natalia Grace from the Ukraine. She had a form of dwarfism that made it difficult for her to walk. Natalia had been in the U.S. for about two years when she came to live with the Barnetts. Coming to live with them after their last adopted family had given up for undisclosed reasons. After okay. a while, Natalia started acting strangely. Christine uh, reported that the girl was threatening the family, standing over them at night, and that's fucking creepy, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know how well a dwarf can stand over somebody, but... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I just... Oh, that's... We'll, we'll get to my thoughts on this, on this movie in particular, but yeah, just the thought of this whole Maybe story. Maybe a stepladder step or something. <laughs> You're a dick. Um, yeah, so she was standing over at the night, and she even, and this is the Christine saying, that she even saw her once trying to pour bleach into Christine's morning coffee. Her morning brown, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Christine began to suspect that Natalia- so good. What? That got me way too good. (laughs) Christine began to suspect that Natalia was not actually a child and backs up this suspicion with Natalia's sophisticated vocabulary, lack of interest in toys, and medical tests which supposedly show Natalia as having the bone density and teeth of a teen or young adult through later... Though, sorry, though later tests dispute these conclusions. This is where it gets fucking crazy, right? So, okay, so you ready what? for this? So they're like, they did a bone density test and they're like, nah, she's old. But then they were like, nah, nah, it's cool. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You remember, you remember in Jaws where the chief gets like 
a quick, the chief gets like the, the doctor tells the chief that it was a, a shark accident, and then the mayor tells the the doctor, "Oh no, you have to lie," and he yep. goes, "Oh yeah, it was a boat accident." Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what happened. Got it's, it, got it. Yeah, the mayor told these the, these doctors that she's not old. Wait, so she was a shark? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've so done this, me a confused, Mister Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is where it gets fucking crazy, right? So. <clears throat> Based on Christine's belief that Natalia was dangerous and running a scam, the Barnetts legally changed Natalia's age on her birth certificate to 22 years old in 2012, and then in 2003, they rented her an apartment and moved to Canada. Okay. <laughs> later, later legal charges were waged against the Barnetts in 2014 when Natalia reported to the police that she had been abandoned by her family. The Barnetts were charged with two counts of felony neglect of a minor. Christine still maintains that Natalia is dangerous adult running a scam, while Michael, who is now divorced, divorced, divorced from Christine, Got claims the couple knew the entire time that Natalia was a child, but Christine convinced everyone to lie about her age. Natalia's age is still up for debate, and legal actions is an ongoing to reverse the changes of her birth date that the Barnetts made. When asked about the, the case, Christine specifically referenced the 2009 movie saying, the movie Orphan is exactly what happened. That's nuts. So she was like running around with a kid she adopted and then being like, no, 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 she's like that movie bar. Yep. <laughs> That's acting. Basically, yeah. So e- either way... um. I don't know. Just some wackadoo bullshit. Yeah. The whole thought that, okay, I'm just going to like get into, well, we're basically getting into the thoughts of the movie now, but this whole, the whole twist of this movie for some reason just gets fucking under my skin. I don't know why I, it always has like the the moment I first saw orphan, that twist came and I'm like, Oh, it just makes my fucking blood run cold. And then to hear like that report of like, the the kid standing over them while they sleep. I don't know. That just really bothers me. It just yeah. gets under my skin, makes me feel gross, and it's like real life sleep paralysis kind of shit. Kind of, yeah. But yes, the the whole point of this when this twist happened of this girl. Do your kid who, do that? They just fucking like yes appear in your room. And you're like, the fuck is that? And then you throw bricks at them. But everything. Uh, apart from the bricks, does no. happen to me. Well, you yes. need bed bricks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so with that being said, Orphan, I fucking love this movie, man. I really dig it. I also really dug it. Yay! However, it was spoiled no, no, however. for me. So I already knew. Oh, okay, so which this is a bummer. I, I watched it and I was like, man, I wish I didn't know the twist. I'm like, this would be so good if I didn't already know it. How did you find out the twist? I don't know. There's probably some fucking biggest spoilers and whatever. And then I just read it. and <sighs> You motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what For me, what I like about this movie is the tension in this. Because yeah. the whole time, like, Mrs. I was like Codring gripping does, the lounge. There's a good time acting in this. Uh, everyone does a good acting job in mm. this. Isabel Furman, who played Esther fucking Ooh, kills it yeah she great. is and i'm gonna go ahead and say it man 
She is one of the most hated villains in recent memory. Yeah, for you. For me, yeah. I wanted to punch this girl so many times. And, and like, honestly, I was rooting for the family, which I don't usually ever do. <laughs> you usually um, like, go bad guys. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm so kind of over the whole uh, movie ends happy mm. type of thing. I mm. like a downer ending. I think it just... It punches more of it packs more of a punch for me. Yeah, and but but in this case, I wanted this fucking little kid. I think maybe it comes back to the fact that this kid really bothered me and creeped me out. Mm. That I thought she did such a good job. I fucking hated that little cunt. <laughs> you were just like, no, Max, tell someone. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, yeah, okay, yeah. <sighs> I get, I get it. it. Was it was in there for a movie? Because if you didn't have that, if if she told the parents, then you wouldn't have a movie. But come on. Also, like it's kind of believable, man. Like it's just, she's just a little kid. Yeah, she doesn't know what's going on. That's true. Like that's, that's true. how terrible things happen to children. That's true. That's true. Anyway, yeah. yeah so continue about your liking with this movie. Oh, I like it lots. Everyone did an amazing acting. It was tense. It was fucking creepy. And you're right, man. She like she was like a mad little Joffrey. You were just like, can someone fucking stop this kid, please? Mm-hmm. I'm like, keep an eye on her. Oh, my God. And the dad, you're just like, stop it. <laughs> there were points in this movie for me that I, I, I kind of wanted more of. For example, I kind of wanted the dad to realize more that his yeah. wife was right the entire time. Mm. I, I kind of missed that. Like, if he realized and, like, th- then, like, like I don't know, said something like, fuck, my wife was right, and then got killed, I don't know, yeah. it just would have been more satisfying to me. But, yeah. We'll get more into that, because I've got some trivia on that part that is kind of creepy. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, but let, let's let's talk, let's break this movie down. Let's sure talk no. about the, con- the condition of this character, Esther. What she has. Like the whatever dwarfism that they said she has? Yeah. And I'm going to butcher the name that they gave it, but near the end of the film, Esther is revealed to have hypopotitism. Hippopotamus dwarfism. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with that. Um, which, when I first heard that in the movie, I, I wondered to myself, I'm like, surely that has to be a real thing. Otherwise, it makes the film look dumb. Um, it is a real disorder. Dang. That... But as the film states, it is rare. However, there is treatment available such as growth hormone inje- ho- growth hormone <laughs> injections for people to grow for people to grow at a normal rate. However, the film leaves out that people with this condition are required to take cortisone medications; otherwise, they could die. Uh, Esther would need to be taking pills daily or the or the injections weekly. And she's never seen doing either. Which, I mean, you can't. I mean, yeah, but you never see someone like... I mean, maybe that's what she was doing in her room and shit. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she had, like, yeah. a big fucking stock of it or some shit. But, yeah, you can't... Yeah. Um, you can't really show that because it would spoil everything too Yeah, early. it's like, why is that little bitch doing needles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well... She wouldn't do needles, but an adult would. Oh, wait, oh. she's an adult. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Mm. 
that there they, they they did work and realized that is a real condition i don't know i found that cool yeah uh okay let's let's go to acting sure. because i think this movie like it's it's biggest compliment is the acting in this mm. who would you say did a better job I think it's tough because it's between the mom and the and Esther, right? Yeah. But I think Esther, because Esther had to act like a 33-year-old acting like a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. How old was the actress when she did this? Like, was she actually a kid? Sure. Yeah, she was actually a kid. I think she was 12, but don't quote me. She was born in 97, so whatever the maths is for that. Uh, so, yeah, she was 12. 12. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so she was playing a 33-year-old playing a kid. Yeah. That's pretty tough, man. Considering my daughter now is seven. Yeah. And... and, and doesn't know how to do fucking anything. <laughs> um, that that is impressive. Like six more years, she can win gold at the Olympics and skateboarding and shit. Fucking rare. She'll be too busy fucking crying that she has to go to bed on time. <laughs> but yeah, I agree that Esther was uh, Isabel Furman, mm. who's the actor uh, actress, was definitely the best part in this. Like, just a little bit of trivia about her in this yeah. part in the screenplay. Esther was described as having fair skin, delicate features, and platinum blonde hair, but Isabel Thurman did not, of course, fit, is, she did not fit this description. No, she doesn't. Um, but the filmmakers were so impressed with her auditions that they cast her anyway. Yeah, um, and, and like, it gives off, like, especially the, the dark hair and the, and the eyebrows, and like, it does give off that, like, Russian-y yeah, definitely. vibe, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I don't, think that i don't think she is russian i think she's an american actress mm. so did you have any problems with her accent honestly not really neither did i yeah i mean like i'm not russian or anything but <laughs> like it didn't she didn't slip into american maybe there was like a, there was a couple of bits when she was acting older that if, maybe if it, it did, slipped in if it did i didn't pick up on it mm. I don't know, maybe I was just too engrossed in the story to really pick up on it. Yeah. I I thought there was one bit where she said okay that sounded kind of American-y, but like honestly, like Well, that's okay. Rarely if ever. Thank you. Are <laughs> <laughs> you fucking me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, okay, c- considering this, like she won the 2009 Fright Meter Award for Beck's Best Actress. For her performance in this movie. Yeah. So she won awards. Um, auditioning for this part, she, Isabel Furman, she actually walked out wearing an old-fashioned dress and ribbons around her wrists and neck. So she wanted this. Like, she oh, came dang. out yeah, dressed okay. for the part, ready to go. Well, I guess her mum wanted it. But yeah. Maybe, yeah, true, true. <laughs> and I don't... I haven't checked if she's done, like, anything else or... Or has anything in the works? Um, I'm just quickly checking now on IMDb. And apparently she was in The Hunger Games. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I sort of remembered her from that. So she's in a movie this year called The Last Thing Mary Saw, which... Um, what was it? Or is that spoilers? I <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's come out yet, but it's got a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, and it stars Rory Culkin. Ooh. Well, there's um, another thing that she seems to be in that's coming out at some point, too. That's interesting. What? The other orphan movie. Ah, okay. Well, what's the go? Or will we get to that later? No, I didn't have anything written up about it, but we might as well just talk about it now. Sure. Um, So that has been a rumor for years. And I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Well, it says filmed. Here. Where Where are you looking? Just on IMDb. It says completed. I can't see it at all. Under actress or... Yeah, if you go into Isabel's yeah, I am thingy, there. and you scroll down to filmography, it says Orphan First Kill Completed. Hmm. I can't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it says to me. Okay, that's strange. Well, you know what? With that being said, how... Oh, wait, no, I've got it here. Orphan First Kill, Esther. Huh. And Julia Stiles is in it? Apparently. What would you what would you feel with, with a sequel? Well, if it's completed and it's been on the shelf for a long time, I'd say it's probably shit. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean she's she's old now, so It's not the same director. Well, I'm looking at screenshots here and it looks like she's playing a different girl, but I don't know. But I mean, spoiler alert for this movie. Wait, it's a prequel story. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, she dies. Yeah. So. Yeah. It can't right. be a sequel. Get- sequel. Yeah. That's strange. Getting back to acting. Few, sure. um, few other tidbits I've got here. Uh, actress Ariana Engineer, who plays Max, their completely mm-hmm. deaf biological daughter in this film. Yes. Um, in real life, she's actually mostly deaf. She has uh, cochlear implants, which cochlear. enhance... Okay, whatever. Fucking scientist. Uh, which enhance <laughs> her abilities to hear and speak. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, mm. Vera Famiga, who plays the mum, obviously, was nominated for the 2009 Fright Meter Award for Best Actress for her performance in this field, but lost to... Isabel Furman, who played um, Esther. I bet that wasn't too much of a bummer for her. Nah, fuck no. I think she's all right. Apparently, Vera Farmiga signed on to this project mainly to work with Peter Skarsgård, who played her husband. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. Like, what else has he done? No idea. <laughs> I don't yeah. even check. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the story of this, because... Yeah. IMDb is absolutely riddled with trivia about this story, and some of it is a little interesting. Um, so I said at the start of this episode that the critics blasted the story of this film for being too formulaic. Yeah. And you know what? In, in my opinion, I can't help but agree to a certain degree. I guess. So, I mean, some of the jump scares are not needed. Yeah. I I think that this movie is... The tension is so high... That, that was enough to keep this film interesting. Well, oh, yeah, because she's just such a little scenes. cunt the whole movie. 
Yeah, but like at the start of this movie, before we even meet Esther, there's like jump scares. It's like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you do that? <laughs> why you do this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the film, it went through many script changes, but what was this film originally, Luffy? I don't Ask know. Me that question. Well, I'm, I'm just a big dummy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. All right. So earlier drafts of the script included more information about Esther's past and explained why she attempts to seduce her adoptive fathers. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And I don't understand why they didn't put this part in. But the original story is she was molested by what, her what's father. What's the plan? It's like, oh, I need to be... I need to get a pedophile dad. And then... <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just don't know what the game plan is for Esther. Um, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So the original story is she was molested by her father for years, um, starting when she was an infant, destroying yeah. any future chance of her having her own children. Her father Oof. later took another lover, telling Esther that because of her condition, she could never be a real woman. She mm. murdered them both and was ultimately set to Sarain, the mental institution. Yep. Um, but after escaping from the mental institution, she worked as a prostitute in Estonia for a while. Where she was arrested for this, she kept up the pretense of being a child to stay out of jail and was sent to an orphanage. Esther sees herself as trapped inside the body of a child and, it's di- and it disgusts her. She wants to grow up and be a wife, a mother and a lover, what her father a real father, considered a real woman. And she tries to find love where she thought she once had it as a child with her new father. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So it's like, it's less about him wanting to fuck a kid as like, that's why she does the transformation into like a woman. And is like, well, you're such a good dad and a good father. Uh You'd make a good partner for me. Kind of a thing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, that makes more sense. I can I can sort of see why they cut that shit out. Like, it's heavy shit. It is, but I mean, but it w- it would have made more sense to what she was doing. But I guess it's like, like what what's it rated? Like, MA over MA, here. Yeah, R- yeah. R in America, I guess. See, it'd, it'd be like a hard fucking R here if they had all the kitty fucking references and shit. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. Yeah. So, I know. I know. It's gonna. It's it's disgusting to say, but I kind of wish it was in the movie because it would have made the story more more. <laughs> I wish there was more kid fucking. In this I, yeah, I know. I hate saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I like. I it would have made more sense for it to be at least referenced or something, so you kind of got it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, with that being said, the seduction scene, let's talk about that, between yeah. John and Esther. Oh, well, shit, because yeah, that was a fucking 12-year-old, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Um, originally, it was written to be longer and more sexually graphic. No. Um, so, <laughs> she and is much 12. Of the content, yeah, much <laughs> of the content and dialogue was cut. Yeah, I know. Imagine, okay, being the parents of this child and, and just like, kind of watching her act. Yeah, dude. I they don't actually do anything, and he kind of, like, shuts it down, and I'm like, good. <laughs> Congratulations, you win. Yeah. I know, but imagine if he didn't. 
Like if they're saying that if it was meant to be more graphic, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, like that's why it's like it's okay to write it down like in a book or something, uh-huh. but like if you're making a movie and you decide to cast a child, not just an adult who is playing, like not just a young looking adult, like they do in every fucking like teenage movie, <laughs> yeah, where it's like a fucking thirty two year old playing a sixteen year old, yeah. You know, they went, walk cast a child, and then she's got to have this, like, fucking sex scene with an adult. Nah, man. Mm-hmm. If you if you want the yeah, sexually exactly. explicit scene, you need an adult. <sighs> yep. <laughs> like, yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't, now... They can't do sorry, it like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Now, now she's, like, now she's, like, 24, so... Maybe yeah, now- in the prequel they're going to... Maybe I don't know. Which I mean would be worse it's, because it's still be creepy either nine. way. <laughs> it is. I know. Let's, yucky, yeah, yucky let's, poo. Let's, let's get off the subject of child <laughs> fucking. I think we've had we've had enough of that for the past. Yeah, lifetime. I've definitely had my fill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to come out wrong if people don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we do not fuck children. No, we look down upon it. Yeah, and any of us that do get caught. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, if you're thinking about point. it, just don't do it. Shoot yourself. Yeah. Or something. I'm like, sorry, Luffy, but that can't be fixed. Yeah. Different. Yeah, okay, so. different subject. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, in earlier drafts what of the script- What do you think script, about gummy bears? <laughs> Oh, like still orphan though? Okay, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in earlier drafts of the script, Kate and John go to the orphanage not to see girls for the first time, but to bring presents to Yolanda, a seven-year-old Puerto Rican girl they plan on taking home the next day. There they meet Esther, and this scene plays out exactly how it does in the finished film. Um, she impresses them, especially John, and she finds out that they already plan to adopt Yolanda. The next morning, Sister Judith finds Yolanda hanging in the closet and it is assumed that she died in a kid's game gone wrong, but implied that Esther killed her. Oh, you know that kid's game? Hang yourself in the closet. What? So do you know that kid's game, like, of hang yourself in the closet? It's pretty fun. Every every kid played it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, mad game. Um, yeah, like you get it, your like least favorite friend and put a noose on him, and you're like, "Oh, you're gonna die and shit." Mad fun. <laughs> uh, in earlier drafts of the script, Esther's attempt to kill Daniel in the hospital is, is successful, so she kills the brother and the dad. Oh, fuck. I was wondering if they were gonna do that. Like, I'm like, I think I'll fucking kill him. What would you rather? He was annoying. Nah, um. <laughs> I uh, you know what he didn't really do anything else from that point so they probably could have like it's not like he affected that's, it affected the story exactly that's what I was thinking I mean so, I, I kind of you could have got away I'm, with it I'm glad the way they went because I was rooting for this family because mm. I hated this girl yeah like I mean this way she has at least her two kids at the end I think that's what it is like she still gets to keep her kids True. Like, she lost the husband, who admittedly was being a bit of a pain, but didn't deserve to die. No, no. But, 
Yeah, I, th- I think she get to after she survived, she get she got to keep both her kids, which yeah. it would have been a bummer if it was just Max and she'd lost so much more, you know. But I do like a bummer ending. Yeah. Still, I mean, this is enough bummer for me. But going going to talk about John's death, husband's death. Mm-hmm. Um, in earlier drafts of the script, she did not stab John to death. Instead, as he discovered the black light paintings in her room, she yeah, jumps out. Fucked up. Yeah, right. She jumps out from beneath the pile of stuffed animals on a bed, stabs him in the eye with a pair of scissors, scissors, pushes him down the stairs, breaking his leg, and strangles him with a jump rope. Oh shit! Way to lean into the kid theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that one better. That death instead of the yeah. whole stabbing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, there, there is apparently a lot of other um, scenes that were filmed, um, but are now just in the DVD extras of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny how, like, how many different variations of the script it went. Overall, with mm. what I said, besides the whole kitty fucking thing, is there anything that you would have changed in this script? Or this story. I would have liked that she killed a bunch of kids in the orphanage kind of thing to get adopted. I wouldn't have minded that scene, but it would have made it too long. I think it, I think it was a good length. I mean, it was it, it was a two-hour movie. Yeah, I think it was like a pretty good length as it is. Like, yeah. even though it is, it didn't feel that long. It was it was pretty well paced. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe some flashback scenes, but I guess that they kept that for the... Oh, no, no, but you can't have flashback scenes because it's fucking spoilers. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Nah, I think it's all right as is. Like, the, the, the idea of a flashback movie does actually sound pretty interesting if they do it good, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, for, for me, like, the biggest problem with this movie is it's kind of in the realm of the sixth sense. Once you know the twist, it loses kind of, it loses something. Yeah, I'll agree. For, for seeing it for the first time and already knowing the twist. Yeah. I would have, man, that was I was so bummed out. And I was like, God, I wish I didn't know. And I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not that shit. <laughs> you were yeah. hoping for but, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I, I understand 100% because watching it this time, I couldn't remember how they got to the twist, mm. but I, I did remember the twist. Um, but it still had little things like the, the, the cuffs and what she was doing in her room and what the neck thing was and yeah. why she would just fucking spaz out and shit. True. True. All in all, though, let's, let's wrap this review up with sure. our last thoughts and score. Sure, sure. Um, overall, for me, I really enjoy this movie. It's not a movie. It's 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 kind of in the same camp as The Sixth Sense that I said earlier. It's not a movie I'll return to every... Every year, mm. but I I think it's I think it's mainly the performances that drum that drag me into this movie. For me, I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Nice, yeah. I'm honestly the same. Also, just to mention, like I messaged you when I was watching it for that fucking ninja kick at the end. Right, so good. It just snaps her fucking head. You're just like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is conjuring. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that was hectic. But yeah, also 8 out of 10. 
it's a fucking nice. solid movie, dude. I'm I'm super glad we got to watch it. I'm glad that you dug it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there we are. That's our review for Orphan. If uh, if you haven't seen it and you listen to this, sorry, well, you, but you were warned. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I told you how uh, much of yeah. a bummer it was to watch it. No, the fucking twist. <laughs> um, but yeah, go and check it out. I think it's worth it. Mm, definitely. Right. With that being said, let's get into our last segment of the night. We're going to roar. Welcome to uh, Raw Friday Night Raw. I fucking forgot what day it was. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's. Fr- I mean, normally we do it on a Thursday. Sorry, yep. peeling back the curtain, but yeah, it is a Friday night tonight. It is. It is. Uh, and on this episode of Raw, we're going to be talking about a new Netflix film that came out, I think, like two weeks ago. It's called The Swarm. And this one is a French film. <laughs> I believe it's French, is it? I think so. Yeah, whatever. It's from another country. <laughs> and <laughs> The foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> the story of this is a single mother's business of a locust farm isn't doing so well. Mm-hmm. She discovers by accident that blood makes them thrive and does oh, her okay. best to hide her secrets. <laughs> I figured that was spoilers, but I guess still. Um... Well, it's not anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, because I think that's in the trailer. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, I went in knowing nothing. So. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of like a last minute pick for us because, yeah, there has been a few things added on Netflix, on Shutter. It's France. <clears throat> it's definitely it's France. It's definitely okay, France. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, there was a few things that, that horror, horror things that have been added to Netflix, Shudder, and I, I kind of was struggling at what to pick, but I started watching this and I started enjoying it. So I messaged Luffy, I'm like, hey, let's do this for Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, before, before I continue, I, I, I forgot to add that this stars people from France <laughs> and its director is Just Philly Fott. <laughs> yeah so person from france directed it um written by another person from france yeah. and it stars a bunch of french people yeah mm-hmm. so the swarm <laughs> luffy you can go first what did you think about this movie we oui. uh um it was a good time oh what you liked it yeah i liked it wow okay i wow i didn't, actually didn't expect that Really? Why? But, okay, because... I, I want to know why you didn't think I'd like it first, but then I'll tell you why I liked it. Okay. I I thought this would be too slow for you. Okay. It was slow. I'll admit that. However, I kind of got sucked into their little family drama. I am right there with you. Mm-hmm. So okay, the th- I, I'm I'm going to guess that you had the same thoughts coming out of this movie that I did. 
This movie did not go the way I expected it to go. No, I thought they were going to be fucking murdering cunts with bugs or there was a swarm and they were like, exactly. fucking, you gotta like hide from it and shit. I mean, oh, I don't want to spoil it too much. Mm. But like, okay, so f- forget all that stuff I said if it's spoilers for you. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was going to be more of a creature feature than it was. As yeah, that. exactly. I don't think that's spoiler. Like, I've got written in my notes here that this is a slow burn film featuring locusts. Yeah, look, it the third act, mm, not even, the, the last bit of the third act packs a punch yep. with, with that kind of thing. Um, but it's definitely not the whole, I thought it was going to be that the whole movie. So did I. And, and so I kind of, I didn't forget, and they're always building to it, but I kind of got into the little family drama, man. And, like, I was sort of, like, invested in her little fucking stupid locust farm. Same here. Yeah. And, like, while watching this, the further and further it went, like, I I kept asking, like, all right, I know this movie's called The Swarm, and eventually these locusts are going to bust free and fuck some shit up. Yeah. But it is taking a while, but I was never bored. It was never a bad thing. Like, I was, yeah, I was invested into these characters. Mm. Like, it was all really well acted. The, the pacing was admittedly slow, but all the... Did you watch French with subtitles? I did not. I watched dubbing stupidly. Oh, okay. I watched I watched French with subtitles, and they gave a really good um, performance and stuff. As soon as I heard the kid talk in English, I was like, "No, <laughs> yeah." I'm like, "We're switching <laughs> to French." Um, but yeah, I got really invested, and I wanted to know more about the dad and the farm and things before, and like just seeing what the little bratty fucking teenage daughter and shit would do, and. Mm. All that kind of stuff. It just felt like, you know, like one of those, like, regional dramas, you know? Like, when they're out on a farm and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does. And it also um, killer bugs. Yeah. Okay, but it, it, it gives you a little bit, like, it gives you enough of it to keep it going with that kind of subplot. Yep. Until it flips it. You know, you know, it's funny. I think you and me are agreeing with every single thing here, which is nuts. <laughs> well, you talk for a bit. Um, you've kind of taken everything I was going to say. Oh, okay. But no, that's not a bad thing. Like, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Um, I don't think this movie is going to be for everyone, though. I yeah. think that there will be a lot of people that, that this is too slow for. I think that other people, will. it's not enough horror for them. Um, but I, I think there will also be uh, people like you and me who really get sucked into the characters and this, and see like the characters' challenges and and what they have to overcome. Mm. Because for the most part, this really isn't that much of a horror movie. I mean, it, it, it is, but not in the way of traditional horror. Yeah, it's it's um, it's in some ways a little bit of a survival horror. If you yeah. Know. If you know what type of survival I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I've never really been scared of locusts. 
And that... Really? Have you seen one up close? No. I always thought they were kind of cute. Oh, okay. No. All right. Little little backstory of me. Um, and it's nothing that interesting. But... Wh- Sounds like I a backstory li- of you. <laughs> when I was living at my mum's place, when I was a kid, basically, yeah. um, there was this locust that... Now, I don't know if it was a locust or if it was a type of grasshopper, but it looked like the locust from this movie, except it had fucking jaws, like jaws. Like a shark? shark. Maybe yeah, it was wearing like, a costume. <laughs> no, this thing had fucking, like, I don't, I don't know. It had, like, teeth, yeah. but, like, massive teeth, where these things had those little sprouty things that move around, and, and you don't really see those teeth. No, this one that I saw at my mom's had fucking jaws. Focused with and, jaws. And it was... So we were in the backyard playing. And it came in and it flew and it hit like the back wind, the back door. And yeah, that yeah. And that was the only way inside the house. And did that badunk thing. <laughs> yeah. But no, like it stuck on the on the door and like oh, just yeah? stayed there. And we would go close to it to try and shoo it. And you, you could just see its little fucking eyes just following you. Oh. And it like it fucking creeped me out so hard. And watching the the locust in this movie, like they use a lot of close up shots of mm-hmm. the locust eating, and then it's like and it fucking yeah, and it <laughs> and it just brought it, it just reminded me of that day where the locust wouldn't let me go inside the house, and it was scary. <laughs> and I, and honestly, I, I've searched up on the internet like different types of locusts, like pictures just. To try and figure out what type it was, and I can't find it. So maybe yeah, it was I'm, I'm looking too. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember it had these gnarly jaws. You tripping, bitch? Maybe I was. Maybe I was. Maybe when I was fucking eleven years old, I'll just my mum put acid in my coke. Maybe <laughs> I would have just to fuck with you. That I would have been grateful, and I would have said thank you, daddy. Oof. <laughs> Cheers for the free drugs. <laughs> Um, yeah, anything else drugs. you want to say about The Swarm? Hmm? Uh, no. I think it's like, well acted, the, the grasshopper stuff's cool. Um, locust, they're called locusts. Locust stuff is cool. Um, I mean, it's definitely what we're all going to be eating in like fucking 50 years. Uh, no, COVID's here, it's going to be like 12 months. Oh, yeah, true. When there's, like, four people left after COVID, it probably you, won't be as big of an issue. There, maybe, okay, maybe something in this movie was lost in translation for me. Sure. But I, it, it took me a while to realize what these locusts are being grown for. For munching. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't for food. It was but, for flour. For locust flour. Like, bug flour. Was it? I thought it was for chicken feed. Yeah. So, they were, like, her original idea is to sell them for food. That's why she would, like, grill them and flavor them. Yeah. And and she would sell them to, like, health food shops and stuff. Well, not health food, but, like, organic food shops and shit like that. Like, Right. And and she wanted to sell them as flour, um, some of them, and some of them, like, fried and stuff. Because there's a section of people that eat bugs and it's part of the diet because they're like, they are very rich in protein and like pretty good for you. Um, but (laughs) she ended up 
not being able to sell to them because they didn't want to buy them at a good enough price. And the only ones that would give her a decent price, even though it was still fucking heap shit, was a duck farmer who was just buying them to feed his ducks. Right, okay. So maybe that was lost in translation, but I didn't get that. Okay. And also, like, the whole main plot of this as to how she grows these locusts yes. bigger was kind of lost on me as well. But maybe I'm just dumb. Maybe I just did not get it at first. Well, initially, then I, then yeah. Um, she was, like, feeding them and they just weren't growing enough. Yeah, and I got that. If they're not growing enough, that means they're not breeding enough. Yeah. No, I got. The, I understand everything now. Oh, okay. But when I was watching it, I was like, Wait, "Just I'm a bit not, lost." I'm not. I'm not following. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I kind of. I kind of got it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't because I did have to pause this movie a couple times. Mm, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I watched it in yeah. one big sesh. Yeah, you're lucky. Fucking no kids, Luffy over here. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um. Would you recommend this film? Uh. Yeah. Definitely. I would. I would recommend it under the caveat of I don't think it's for everybody. Yep. And I could see someone watching it and being like, this was shit, you fucking idiots. Yeah, um, shit, yeah. But I didn't think it was shit. I thought it was great. I also like, I don't know, I like a good foreign movie and this one just kind of grabbed my attention and I liked the idea. Like it was more about um, doing anything at any cost to kind of survive. Um. Mm. With yeah, the, yeah. the swarm being a subplot almost until it, be- it comes to a head. That, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Mm. Yeah. Like, because everything she's doing, she's doing for her kids, right? Yep. At the end of the day, even if they are mad at her, she's just trying to be like a good mom. That's like most parents. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like literally letting things happen that happen. Uh, to, to the point of like, you know, almost her own detriment at one point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, detriment the whole fucking movie, but like <laughs> to almost to the point of killing her. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I don't know. It was good. I feel like I'm spoiling so much, but I I really liked it. We'll, we'll cut it now. But for me, look, I would recommend this. If you are one of those people like myself and like many other horror podcasters out there who are keeping tab on like their 2021 releases and trying to make a big list of that, I think it's worth a watch. But if you're one of those people who don't have enough time to watch every single horror movie, I don't think that this is a definite, this is one that's going to make many top 10 lists at the end of the year. Um, I don't see many people really talking about it at the end of the year. Would you ever rewatch it, Luffy? Um, nah, it's not one I'd be in a rush to throw back on. Yeah, neither. But, yeah, I still think it's really good. Well, okay, out of 10, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a Slippery Zim out of 10. Oh, nice, I'm giving it a Slippery Zim out of 10 as well. Yeah, just a hot 7. Hot yeah. 7. 7 out of 10. <laughs> well, Alright, well. Fucking full of agreement tonight. <laughs> yeah i know this is strange fuck you <laughs> it's because like we agree on most things but when we don't agree we don't agree so hard yeah i know <laughs> hopefully oh you know no i don't want to disagree with you on the next film we're going to be doing what's the next film we're going to be doing tim well transition so so okay so here's the thing i've decided to 
I've decided to change the way we we figure out what movie we're picking. So oh, okay. Over on Patreon, I'm letting I'm letting the Patreons decide from now on. For I've, the main movie or for Raw? No, for the main movie. Okay. So I'm doing a poll over there. I'm given the option of three different movies every time and, and they get to pick which one we're going to be reviewing. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Are we like... So, yeah. Is it three different movies every time or are we kind of like... Oh, three, three, we're four, going to watch them all eventually kind of thing. Um, Yeah, no, they'll, they'll all be movies that we'll probably watch eventually. Okay, cool. So, but like there's a theme for every time. So this theme was comedy horror. Yep. Because I just I wanted something a bit more lighthearted for us to do. Yeah, okay. Um, so I picked the three movies were Slither, Tremors, yeah. and Dead Snow. Ooh, okay. And out of those three, um, so far, Slither is the one that's won. Ooh. So I'm just gonna call it here. Slither is the one that's where the one that we're reviewing for What's, next time. Have uh, you, you know seen what? Slither? Don't tell me. <laughs> I'll find out, I guess. Um, I really hope you haven't. It stars, um, Elizabeth Banks. It stars, um, fuck that guy that I really like that I cannot remember his name. Merle from The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, yeah. Michael um, Rooker. There you go. Michael Slither. Rooker stars him. And it's directed no. by Gunn, James Gunn, I think. Oh, fuck. Okay. That's a good time. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. we got to talk about Suicide Squad later, but like off, whatever. <laughs> Kaboom next week. So oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. we'll be doing we'll be doing Slither uh next time. But this concludes the Horror for Dummies podcast for this week. Hells We'd yeah. like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Thank you. We are proud members of the Padded Room Podcast Network and can be found there. Oh, sorry, <laughs> and can be found there as well as Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and yep. All that shit. If you would like to help this show grow, the best way to do it is giving us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or share our show on social media. Please. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd under Horror for Dummies, and we would love to hear from you. So please let us know your thoughts on this show. If, if you want if. to be a super champion oh, and support this champion. show, super champion like Alan Bernston, who picked this episode. Thank <sighs> you so much, Alan. You are a true champion. So good. Um, if you want to be awesome like Alan, then go and join our Patreon page. We have so much bonus content out there. We are literally about... Uh, two hours ago, I just released our latest bracket episode, mm-hmm. which is uh, best. Oh, sorry, hottest, hottest female. female. Yep, which uh, of 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 typical bracket um, tr- um, uh, tradition tradition. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone does get angry. Very upset. Um, <laughs> This time, someone got so angry that that that, that certain person walked off. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but... I remember. Go, <laughs> go and check out uh, the episode to hear who gets the shits and walks off. Um, yeah, this it's, time. It's a f- <laughs> yeah, until next time. Um, yeah, it's a fun episode. Plus, we've got all the other bracket episodes on there. Uh, we've got fun. We've got Tim's Top 10, which I'm about to record the next episode after this. Yep. So, yeah, all that good stuff, man. Go and join Patreon. It's only like, 
there's different tiers, but three dollars a month gets you mainly mainly everything. So do it. Do it. And if you want, we got Horror for Dummies merch on Redbubble. You just search for Horror for Dummies and our shit should come up. If yeah. you want. You don't have to. Oh, and Horror for Dummies is also on YouTube as well. If you want to see what my face looks like, then go on YouTube. That's it. That's all our plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I be mean? I was like, no, I'll hold it. Yeah, you've been actually really nice tonight. It's strange. Say something mean. Fuck your shit, Tim. That was, yeah. Yeah. You are, you are not one to be put on the spot. Nah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and uh, play with my creepy kids right now. Hell they're probably still awake. Uh, but you, Luffy, you have yourself a merry Christmas. I love I you. I will. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Horror for Dummies, where we review Slither and something else on Raw. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I've got to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, something new. All right. the story of that's the glory of love you've got to laugh a little cry a little until the clouds roll by a little that's the story of that's the glory of love As long as there's the two of us We've got the world and all its charms And when the world is through with us We've got each other's arms We've got to win a little, lose a little And always have the blues a little That's the story of, that's the glory of love That's the story of, that's the glory of love.